You're listening to the FMC podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the FMC podcast. I'm Matt Spazali. I'm Jonathan Keel. And we're glad you're here with us today. Um, we are we're celebrating uh, or talking about World Mission Sunday, which is this Sunday, October 22nd. Um, and Jonathan's going to start us off with a prayer. All right. <clears throat> In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mother, help our faith. Dearest Mother Mary, open our eyes to hear God's word and to recognize his voice and call. Awaken in us a desire to follow in Jesus' footsteps, to go forth from our own land and receive his promise. Help us to be touched by his love that we may touch him in faith. Help us to entrust ourselves fully to him and to believe in his love, especially at times of trial beneath the shadow of the cross when our faith is called to mature. So in our faith, the joy of the risen one. Remind us that those who believe are never alone. Teach us to see all things with the eyes of Jesus, that he may be a light for our path. And may this light of faith always increase in us until the dawn of that undying day, which is Christ himself, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Um, so, uh, like I said, we've got World Mission Sunday um, coming up. This is the 91st World Mission Sunday. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a day, obviously, that uh, at FMC and um, for, for us missionaries, it's one that we uh, hope gets a lot of attention from from the church. Uh, you should all be hearing about it in some way or another at um, uh, at your parish on you know, Sunday. You know, I want to just oh, interject yeah, yeah. to think because I remember <laughs> during our intake, we went to Mass here at St. James uh, Church, and um, they had chosen... There were there were actually you could either celebrate World Mission Sunday or there was an optional. I forgot if World Mission was the optional, but there were two different reading sets of readings and everything like that, and they chose the one that had nothing to do with missions. Uh-huh. And as a matter of fact, I was a reader at that time to do, and it was my I was the did the reading, and then I was supposed to do the um, prayers of the faithful. Yeah. And I remember getting up there, and I looked through all the prayers of the faithful, and there wasn't even a mention of missions. It was like nobody even knew it was Missionary yeah. Sunday. And I remember <clears throat> I really wanted to just add in my own intentions, and I was so close. I wasn't as bold back then as I was now, and I remember leaving, and <laughs> a few of the missionaries were like, why didn't you say something? <laughs> but, so uh, hopefully everyone right. will know. Well, <laughs> and um, praise God... I think even just since then we've gotten a little more more attention because um, this Sunday um, our parish or St. Mary Magdalene in Abbeville mm-hmm. asked us to come to the masses to talk oh, so we have okay. we're going to have missionaries yeah. um, at that mass then St. Teresa's in Abbeville 
has asked us to come talk next Sunday. Oh, okay. And then I think, I can't remember, I think that maybe that St. James asked us to come talk next Sunday. Okay. Um, I'm not sure, but in any event, um, it's not, yeah, it's certainly not, I I remember last year, whatever, I went to a parish in Lafayette that I think had a little note about it in the bulletin or something, you know, and I, it wasn't, it wasn't much of a celebration. Um, like a little footnote to the uh, right. church picnic and softball game. <laughs> right, somewhere in there. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's funny to us only in a way because we, we're used to um, a lot of people not taking this mission of the church very seriously, and but it's unfortunate, and um, we see the centrality of mission um, to the church in the Pope's message to us. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure if they've done it 91 times, but for most World Mission Sundays, the Pope uh, puts out a message. Um, even like I think this was published last year or something. No, it was or published was it? on um, on Pentecost of oh, this, this year. year. Okay, so much yeah, earlier. I mean, it was a, it, a lot of these documents. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, just no, really quick. A lot of these documents, the dates they're um, released and the dates that uh, the actual day is are are usually pretty significant. So. Um, I know that this last October 4th, I want to say, um, Pope Francis announced his um, message, what it'll be for the World Day of Communications, and apparently mm-hmm. it's always October 4th, which is the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know that, I mean, this document, for example, being released on Pentecost, the birth of the church, the mm-hmm. beginning of all missionary real movement, is yeah. significant. And a lot of other documents I've seen um, are the same way. They're released on some Marian date or, you know, they're given to the church um, on this Feast of St. Joseph or something of that nature. Um, All right. Well, so let's talk about what the what the Pope. Well, I, I, you know, I, I love this this short little message and I would encourage everyone to go out and and read it um, right at the beginning, the first the first so it's, yeah, just say it's called Message for World Mission Day 2017. That's right. And the it. subtitle, or you might say the the title as far as um, the, the actual um, content goes, is it's called Mission at the Heart of the Christian Faith. And um, I love the beginning, just the very first line. It says, Dear Brothers and Sisters, Once again this year, World Mission Day gathers us around the person of Jesus, the very first and greatest evangelizer. And that's from Paul VI, Evangelii Nunciandi. And um, I think, you know, just a couple things stand out to me. The first is missions, as just like the church, centers around the person of Jesus. And we talked about uh, limbo... 
<laughs> uh, in, a, in a different podcast, which may be forthcoming still. <laughs> um, but in that, one of the one of the um, one of the problems that the church uh, theology has struggled with with the idea of limbo is it's not Christocentric. It really right. um, it really misses the mark when it comes to its relationship to Jesus. And so we have that we're gathered around the person of Jesus. And again, that makes me think of just kind of a Eucharistic image here of gathering around, but also one of Jesus teaching. And so Jesus, the very first and greatest evangelizer, it also reminds me that we are the first who need to be evangelized. You know, um, so often we think we need to go out. Uh, and I think Pope Francis, what I love is he's constantly reminding us that we need to be converted, that we need to receive the mission. The mission, Jesus is evangelizing us as we are called. Uh, and then it says, who continually sends us forth, at which is going to be another um, another topic that comes up in this document, is the church is not called to sit in the pews, is not called to just go kind of you know, sit around and pray. We're called to go out and meet Jesus in the streets. We're not called to just go sit and adore him in an adoration chapel. That's great, and we should do that. But if it ends there, then we miss Jesus walking on the street in the guise of the poor, in the guise of the lame, in the guise of the blind, and those in need. We encounter Jesus' real presence not only in, you know, the quiet and peaceful and safe encounter in an adoration chapel or in a liturgy but also in the dirty dusty dangerous um, road to damascus you might say but this dangerous road in fact it's so beautiful in our act study we've been looking at the early christians weren't even called christians if you know your acts they were just called the followers of the way so even in the earliest name that they use Jesus calls himself the way the church called themselves the way it's an idea of movement not of being static not of being uh, you know sitting but one of walking one of gathering people around and evangelizing it's just yeah. it's there's a lot there it's, it's really beautiful they, I like the um, Pope uses this phrase contagious joy it says the gospel is good news filled with contagious joy for it contains and offers new life uh, the life of the risen Christ I think if you think about joy, about contagious joy and this is something obviously as missionaries and in like our training we talk a lot about this and maybe even presuppose it from people who would come to be missionaries um, but the the gospel is worth sharing. Amen. It's it's worth telling people about. I mean, in fact, as Pope Francis says, the world vitally needs the gospel mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. Um, so I, I think that phrase, contagious joy, like you think of any other thing that you would, you know, if you're the birth of one of your children and you want to tell somebody about that, um, that's not that I mean you'll tell a guy in a in it you know anywhere tell a person at the cash register you know they how's it going man there's nothing like 
well, my, I just had a son today or something uh-huh, like uh-huh. that. And I don't have any children, so, but I'm, I, I think you can probably relate. Like you wouldn't hesitate to share that joyful thing. Um, it's certainly, there's a problem with that equation sometimes because, I mean, that doesn't put any, um, you know, I don't know. There's, unfortunately, Jesus, the name of Jesus has a baggage for some people. So, I, I, I don't know, that, to say that, but maybe I'm just giving myself a, a way out of no, talking I, about I, it all the time. You know, I, I think it's maybe not fair to draw a direct parallel, but the point is we should all be sharing Jesus more than we are now, and yeah. that includes me and you, mm-hmm. and, um, and if we're joyful, if it's something that we're joyful about, we want to share it. And um, then that's that's what really what mission is is just sharing the the reason for our joy, mm-hmm. um, the reason that, and, and it's a reason that can help our brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think you know the, uh, in this message. Um, the Pope points out that the church's mission is not to spread a religious ideology or a lofty ethical teaching. And, and sometimes I think that's all we do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we uh, you, you go sometimes through in, in Catholic media, Christian media, and um, it can be surprising how similar it looks to just any other news media and so you find that you know there are that Christians end up fighting for their rights and fighting against um, people and then yelling about their rights right. and being upset about you know their their and you and you, it comes across as very much not one not a contagious joy but not even a way of living that is willing to be um, cast aside or willing to be treated as Jesus was treated it's one that's um, belligerent it's yeah. one that tends to be very um, argumentative and forceful in getting its way about things yeah. and I think what's the, the image that Pope Francis gives us um, for this year and also it comes from Jesus's um, parables. It's an image we've used um, often. It's an image that Vatican II used as its image. And it's one of the Good Samaritan. The Pope says, the world vitally needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. Through the church, Christ continues his mission as the Good Samaritan, caring for the bleeding wounds of humanity. And as Good Shepherd, constantly seeking out those who wander along winding paths that lead nowhere. So this idea of a good Samaritan and the good shepherd become um, key images when we think of the church's mission. And I, and I, th- I really feel like, um, you know, so often instead of seeking to bring healing, uh, 
we hear much more. I don't believe that this is maybe the average Christian, but the ones that get more, much more um, media time in, in Christian and Catholic media are the ones that are saying things like who they're going to sue next because of the fact that they weren't able to wear a crucifix or a cross. And it, that ends up being a much more important story that gets mm-hmm. played much more loudly than this, these other groups who are helping the refugees in this or that country or any number of Good Samaritan acts where people are laying down their lives, like the ones Pope Francis mentions, one just right here yeah. of a gesture of a Dinka student. So we're talking about Africa who, at the cost of his own life, protected a student from the enemy Nur tribe that was about to be killed. Um, a story like that, as as often as as awesome as it might be, typically it gets less play than the one about um, you know this lawsuit that's going through. To protect this or that religious organization from this or that government organization. So again, like what the what oftentimes the world is seeing is not that we're celebrating these modern day saints and martyrs, but that again we're just trying to fight for our rights and fight right. for our way. Well, yeah, and it, it as it becomes just a discussion and an argument and. Um, about sides winning um, just like any other de- if you're de- debating about economics or um, education or, or some thing uh, or, or the uh, proper balance between federal and state um, laws or something you know you may have your ideas about that that you feel very strongly about and Christianity can it, it, I agree with you it can often seem like Christianity just follow, falls into another one of those categories of here's one of these thing these things that I'll argue with people on Facebook or that I'll listen to the news and get angry about the, that's a loss of the of the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. If if that's the focus, you know, it's it, and it, it's not to say that we shouldn't speak out about our religious rights and freedoms, um, but if that's all we're banging on about, and we're all if it's making us angry and look like a bunch of angry people, that's not attractive, <laughs> you know, and that's not spreading yeah. contagious joy. Um, I, I think. It's, it's self-referential. Right. It's this idea that Pope Francis talked about right. a lot, that, you know, where, you know, he says in section 7 of this, mission reminds us that the church is, that she is not an end unto herself, but a humble instrument in the mediation of the kingdom, a self-referential church, so one that's constantly um, looking at itself uh, in order to... Uh, you know, I, I think of um, instead of going out, you know, instead of listening, this is a church that is kind of sitting in the pews or sitting in the fortress and casting out aspersions and um, bringing people down from their safe place. Um, and yet 
we're being called to get out, uh, as Pope Francis says, to be a church that is bruised, hurting, and dirty because it's out on the streets rather than one that's confined and clinging to its own security. But so often we all, and I'm included, we do uh, cling to our security. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, speaking of getting out into the streets, um, our, so uh, intake, our missionary training is going on right now, and um, on Monday nights, the... Mm -hmm. The single is it just the singles who are go, or is it everybody going out on this uh, treasure hunting thing? I don't know um, about it. So, so yeah, it's I, I haven't participated in it, um, but it's they're basically yeah I think it's just the singles. I don't know maybe all the intakers, but um, they get they get together like in about groups of like five or six people pray together about like just asking the Holy Spirit to give them um, an inkling of like a person that they want them to go talk to and so then they basically go out into the streets like they've been going into Abbeville and like just finding someone be like hey can I pray with you and talk to you and like they've been telling me it's uh, sometimes it's hit, hit and miss sometimes like they'd be okay. like okay I've got the uh, I don't know okay I'm thinking about a yellow sweatshirt or something and then like well I've been thinking about Walmart and so they'll go to Walmart and find someone in a yellow sweatshirt and some like they said like sometimes it's been very uncomfortable and like that makes so much sense because you know oh. um <laughs> Sunday, yeah, we were at mass, and um, this lady, we're at the Spanish mass. So this lady comes up, and um, she grabbed me, and and um, she said, you know, I'm so appreciative of you missionaries, and I, I want to tell you this story about uh, what happened to me and my husband. And I said, okay. And she said that um, they were in Walmart or outside of Walmart in the parking <laughs> lot, and. Um, Crystal, she's one of our new missionaries, yeah. Crystal Smith, Schmidt, Christelle. And, um, Christelle, yeah, yeah, Schmidt. I'm sorry, she was she, <laughs> she was speaking in Spanish. It was like Cristal, yeah. But, um, and uh, her husband Andy, there there are some new missionaries in intake. They pulled into Walmart again. I've I've heard I've only heard the story now through a variety of secondhand. Yeah. But apparently they pulled into Walmart. And um, they had been maybe at adoration, right. um, and they were told that they they felt like the Lord's place on their heart to go pray at Walmart for someone in a wheelchair. So they got to Walmart. They went all up and down the aisles and looking for somebody. And you know, as time passed, they couldn't find anybody. You know, and they started to, they're starting to feel maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, Lord, what what's going on here? Yeah. And um, and then they. I went out to the parking lot, I believe, and that's when um, this woman, whose name escapes me, um, but her husband, who had uh, was elderly, but he wasn't feeling very well, so he got in one of those Walmart oh, buggy wow. cart cars, you yeah. know, electric things, and so they saw him, 
and immediately like went over to the Crystal, Christelle and um, Andy went over and they said, can we pray for you? The Lord told us, you know, that we need to pray over someone in a wheelchair. And the man was saying, you know, I'm not in a wheelchair. <laughs> uh, I don't use a wheelchair. And they said, well, you know, you, you look like you could in use a some prayer in your chair with wheels on. Yeah. It. So they prayed over him and the lady said, you know, it, she spent... Throughout the week, she had been crying when she just thinks about it. She's like, nobody, she's like, uh, nobody is willing to do something like that because everyone's afraid. In the Hispanic community, we, we do a lot of ministry here in, in Lafayette with the um, Spanish community, Hispanic community um, here at FMC. And Teresa and I have been helping out the variety of things. And these people feel very much on the outside of the culture here. And so when you reach out to them they're very struck by it because they're used to being ignored and treated at best yeah and i have been in that same walmart talking to some of them in spanish because a lot of them don't know english and people look at you i've had people like yell rude things to me uh and it's like she was just so touched and that yeah. really blessed me I well, really, yeah and i think that's like, cool that Thinking about like a church, and this is you know Pope Francis um, quoting his himself in Evangelii Gaudium, a church uh, bruised, hurting, dirty because it's been out in the streets. Um, I, I think of like I, I remember I talked to some of the singles. So I mean, then this proves that it was not just the singles that are involved in yeah. this uh, family. Yeah, um, and. They were saying, you know, like, it feels, there's some times when it's really, really uncomfortable and um, people are not really interested in it. And that's, that's kind of, it's a wound when you step, when you step out and do something and it's not received well, Uh um, it's, it, it can... You know, think that's something that we don't want to feel, but I that's what Pope Francis and that's what Jesus is calling us to do is to get outside of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and do something that maybe we wouldn't do otherwise do, but for the sake of the gospel, mm-hmm. who cares if if I if my feelings get hurt or if my pride gets hurt, just give it a shot even if it fails and I, I think in following the Holy Spirit that's one thing that we learn is like, well, how do you know that, how do you know if God is really speaking to you here? How do you know if, um, what, you know, you're praying in the adoration chapel, you, you get a thought about a wheelchair. How do you know that's from God? Well, you don't, in my, in what I understand, what I, I, I've experienced, you don't necessarily know right there, but you'll never know if you don't, follow it so yeah. I mean as long as it's not a um, I think God is telling me to go commit this sin like that's clearly not going to happen but if if you get this image of you know the more you do it the more you're able to recognize the prompt what are the real promptings of the Holy right. Spirit and if if God was innocent you know if you just made this thing up about a wheelchair in your head and you went and prayed with the person, praise God, that's that's good. 
Um, yeah, and I think I mean there's a number of things you could say. The first off is like think of like even in the scriptures so often they just basically roll dice to um, yeah I that's mean, right we just yeah, to choose an steady apostle. again yeah, yeah to do something as important I, I don't know if there's anything you know that uh today we can do that um as far as for the church that's as important as choosing an apostle yeah um, and yet they did it by basically throwing down die <laughs> at playing a craps game, you yeah. know, in the name of Jesus. Um, but I think the, the, the thing is, is that what people so often do, and I did it, I don't do, I think we do it a little less now because missions kind of changes you, but is you're kind of looking for a more formal approach to God's will that becomes kind of almost like this formal like liturgical discernment when in reality i i feel like if i had some die that just had if i had a six-sided die that had like some places around this town like walmart library bank yeah and i had another die that just had you know something about people and threw those down and i picked up and i got a walmart you know old man and i went and found an old man walmart uh and prayed or shared the gospel or you know helped them in some type of work of mercy i guarantee god's will is in that i guarantee that god did not have some other will that somehow you deviated from by rolling those die like you don't deviate from god's will like I'm, i'm a firm believer that we god in his sovereignty and in his will, he he moves in yeah. ways that we don't understand. Uh, and I feel like what's beautiful about this, or, you know, I wanted just wanted to mention this um, just really quick because this section seven gives us three images, and uh, it kind of plays into what we were talking about. One is Exodus, pilgrimage, and exile. So the idea of exodus is one that we're constantly going out from our comfort zone. So I'm thinking of, you know, reaching out to the peripheries. That's really easy to do. You can go, there are so many places you can go to a number of our missionaries today. My wife usually leads a team are going just to um, an an elderly home. I'm telling you, you want to see peripheries and need of the light of the gospel. We visited people that within a few minutes they're just crying because they haven't been visited for so long, you know. Yeah. And they got pictures of happy people all over their wall of their family, but they're people that I haven't seen for you know, in some cases years. Pilgrimage. I think this is something that is so important that we've tried to um, present in this podcast. When you go out and you meet Jesus in the streets and the poor and the elderly and the lost and your enemy you are meeting jesus that's like a pilgrimage i mean it's it's a beautiful thing it's a going out of yourself yeah and a pilgrimage is where is to go and find or is to go and to be closer to god so you have this idea of pilgrimage and then um one of exile that and this i think is is a constant struggle that um, we don't have as much as missionaries because part of being a, a missionary in FMC is we try to give up our attachment to status, to 
uh, you know, our 401ks and all of those type of things that kind of glue us to this world. And, and we have to remind ourselves, and sometimes you could sit down with people uh, and they have no concept of the idea that this is not our home, my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. This world is not our home. We are called to be in exile here. We are called to be journeying towards our true home, which is the kingdom of heaven. Right. And and so often we say all these things in mass, or we kind of listen to someone singing in a bland song, but we don't <laughs> even get close to living this. We're being called, and I'm speaking to myself as well. Yeah. Like I'm striving to live this, and I'm not close to it. But we need to be out of our comfort zone, seeking Jesus outside of the church. The church is the place where we get filled up to go out. And then we need to be reminding ourselves, hey, I'm not here to build up my kingdom. I'm not here to get... You know, I heard one of the saddest mm. stories of a number of uh, people that even went to my school, that where I met my wife, Franciscan University, uh, who, you know, were in a conversation, and um, they, w- a particular person, none of these people need to be named, but one particular person, um, he was listening to them all talk, and their whole life, even though they went to Franciscan, had this beautiful experience, their whole lives revolved around getting a home at a golf course and you know getting a, a raise at their job so they could get a home at the golf course so they could play golf with their kids so they could have a membership to the club so that then they you know they can and, and they gave to the church and all this but their heart was here their heart was in building up castles made out of sand here on this earth waiting for the tide to come in and knock it all over and leave them barren and really as jesus says in in a very foolish position yeah um it's it's convicting man i'm I'm just thinking of uh how you know easy it is to say these things and and even to say them on uh, such a lofty platform as this pod- <laughs> <laughs> podcast, uh, but you know, it, it's just—it's hard to live. It's hard it to is, live these things, is, and and um, and yet we're called to strive and to get out and fail and mm-hmm. to to yeah. mess up for the gospel. To um, you know, as we we talked about it a while back anything but to take risks for yeah, Jesus yeah no and, and you know what what you just said Matt is a great it's it's actually a really great place to be um because you know one of the things and and I unfortunately I uh I'm not sure exactly where this parable is I'm I'm certain that it's or I'm, I'm pretty certain that it's in the Gospel of Matthew, um, but I think of it's the sermon of there are two two um, there's a father with two sons, and basically he says he tells one son you know who's used to being deferential he says you know go and and I think it's work in this vineyard 
And the son says, basically, you know, like, yes, father, uh, I will do it. You know, I try to imagine my version, like, yes, my kids, you know, yes, father, I love you so much. I'll be right on that. And then when the father leaves, he just kind of goes and does his own thing. He doesn't have any intention other than just lip service. And then the other son says, you know, basically like, heck no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And he feels convicted and he goes out and he does it. So often we believe we fall into the trap of thinking that we need to be like the first son and just, you know, answer so nice. And then when we don't, we fall self-referential. We get onto ourselves. We become uh, spiritually stuck. Whereas constantly Jesus is calling it it's okay to mess up it's okay to be dirty to be bruised it's okay if the next 10 times you try to go speak to somebody you get just about there and then you're like I'm too embarrassed and you walk away just keep trying again like it's okay you know we we don't need to be perfect we don't need to be successful we don't need to be good at what we do. None of those things, yeah. as, as yeah. interesting as that, as great as that might be, what we're just called to do is to be faithful, to right. be faithful to Jesus, to make the yes of Mary our own yes, and, you know, let God do the rest. Yeah, I think um, we can't expect God to work without providing him an avenue to work um i mean he's going to do his thing but we we help him even through our faults and through our mistakes uh through our trial and error that's where you know we just have to let go of our pride and um take chances and God makes up the difference, and we, we've seen that so many times in in our lives as Christians, and, and, and through F, you know, FMC and missions. Um, but uh, so we, yeah, uh, coming to our end of our time here, um, we just wanted to bring up World Mission Sunday um, and see, you know, what conversation that would spark uh through the pope's message uh regarding that day um and so we're going to close in a prayer and i'm going to um wait am i just gonna did you you didn't read this right okay (laughs) there's there we opened with a prayer uh regarding mary and uh i'm gonna end with some of the pope's words um at the at the end of his message so <clears throat> in the name of the Father, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, so we uh, may the Virgin Mother help us to say our own yes, conscious of the urgent need to make the good news of Jesus resound in our time. May she obtain for us renewed zeal in bringing to everyone the good news of the life that is victorious over death. May she intercede for us so that we may that we can acquire the holy audacity needed to discover new ways to bring the gift of salvation to every man and woman. Mary, Mother 
of evangelization. Pray, Pray for, us. for us. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We all. love you. We love you. And um, go, go out. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. We appreciate you listening to today's podcast. Please tune in again next week, and we look forward to seeing you. May God bless you.